0: to this new episode of Euromed Standing Watch, where we give the floor to human rights activists from the Euro-Mediterranean region. This time, we go to a country where women's and LGBTI people's rights are at stake. On the 1st of July, Turkey is going to withdraw from the Istanbul Convention, a treaty which legally protects women from violence and prosecutes the perpetrators. This decision constitutes a step backwards for LGBTI plus people rights. The current Turkish government promotes a conservative and anti-gender agenda. LGBTI plus communities have become the target of state harassment, undergoing daily discriminations in all spheres of life. But even though pride marches are banned since 2015, giving up is not an option for LGBTI activists. Despite numerous clashes and arrests, a pride will once again take place this year from 21st to 27th of June. Mehric Dohan is an activist and active member of the Istanbul Pride Organization Committee. For him, having a pride and being visible in public spaces is a strong political act.
1: Pride in Turkey covers more than one week or one month or a day. It is about an everyday survival and everyday uh, struggle for LGBTI plus people. It's when you walk to somewhere, it's when you apply to a job, it's, I don't know, when you are uh, dealing with anything related to the state. Um, you always have to deal with uh, more than other people deal with. And uh, sometimes when you're more than an LGBTI plus person in terms of, you know, with your uh, ethnic identity or your legal status, then that becomes even more complicated. So pride in in Turkey is very, very political. I'm a trans person trying to live uh, my authentic self in everyday life and I mean, I'm a trans masculine person, so it's sometimes uh, easier for me to pass or uh, to be invisible in the crowd. But for other trans people, I think, especially gender non-conforming and um, non-binary people, it is uh, quite hard to deal with all those um, looks and discrimination in places. Me too. Myself, I, I mean, I'm also non-binary, and um, not planning to get uh, my ID changed yet. Um, recently, uh, I've been having problems in the gym, uh, like um, using the which changing room to use when people look at you or people comment. I think I should also add that for LGBT plus people, I think living in big cities is uh, easier, it can be invisible easier in terms of, you know, to use a public transformation or to or rent a place, it could be easier in big places. Um, but in small cities, it becomes even harder. The daily struggle it becomes more pushy or oppressive. On the other side, I think the politicians stance towards LGBT plus people affects uh, how people see us as well, the public in general. I strongly believe that hatred towards LGBT plus people have increased in the last years, but there has also been a more politicization. Let's say um, we can now understand or see better who is with us and who stands with us. And who have uh, courage to support LGBTI plus rights. And that shows a lot in terms of um, who to trust. (laughs) Yeah, within the politicians or NGOs or any other uh, social movement.
0: About LGBTIQ rights in Turkey, could you tell us how did they improve in the recent years? What is the state of play well the only change
1: in terms of rights i can say is that the forced sterilization of uh, transgender people doesn't exist anymore so we don't have to be sterilized to be uh, legally transition but other than that in law we are we are not there i mean we, our existence is not accepted like sexual orientation or um gender identity is not recognized in our Constitution, uh, in terms of discrimination status. Other than that, we have certain institutions that that are occupied with, you know, like the prevention of uh, discrimination. Or uh, yeah, there are some institutions like that. One of them is called TİHEK. It's new, but in their policy uh, text as well, there is no gender or sexual orientation is mentioned. Trying to check the name Turkish uh, Human Rights and equality institution. So, this is a new institution. On the other side, we still have written discrimination within the Turkish army that you cannot uh, work if you are are within those spectrums. So, this was the law part. In practice, uh, during the state of emergency, there has been uh, some limitations, especially in Ankara. You know, the banning uh, the LGBTI plus uh, events, it's called Kanun Kararname, which is a decision that works as a law <laughs> and it's, it is only can be taken when um, there is a state of emergency. So it is still indefinitely uh, banned to do anything uh, related to LGBTI plus rights in Ankara at the moment. Another in practice, part could be when we want to make make a public event or a march or you know protest, and we get banned, and then we go to court and sometimes win, <laughs> but it, it still doesn't mean that next time we try to do the same event, it will be accepted or it will be it will not be banned. So anything could be banned or in practice be you know dispersed okay i'll give you an example for example queer olympics it is a sports event two two years ago uh we were planning to make our event in uh, a park and uh, we were banned (laughs) because of public health issues they thought because we were queer we were uh, not uh, publicly healthy or (laughs) threat to the public health there was other reasons too but this was the most uh, uh, important reason i think for them giving us uh, right now uh, with pandemic situation as well anything that is not related to the government's ideas or or like they don't fit in the ideas of the government they will be banned because of coronavirus prevention uh, reasons you know so <laughs> They are using pandemic restrictions to put us in a more tight space.
0: And what's your reaction to Turkey withdrawal from the Istanbul Convention? The propaganda against
1: uh, Istanbul Convention
0: has been fed from
1: LGBTI plus phobia as well, homophobia and transphobia as well. They've been saying like, yes, you think this protects women? No, it promotes the rights of LGBTIs and they, they will have so much rights you can't believe like uh, this was their discourse. Uh, they've been saying uh, you think it's about women? Well, no, it's about those perverts. So what we are trying to say is that yes. It is about us and it should also be about us as well because no one bothers to protect lgbt plus people when an lgbt child is kicked out of their home because of their gender or identity or sexual orientation so yes we should be part of it and if you properly apply uh, istanbul convention then there will be shelters for us yes and, and yes if Istanbul Convention is applied, then we will be less traumatized, I think, and we will be more included in the social life and economic life.
0: How do you organize this year's Pride and what risks do you run?
1: We will be holding online events. From last year's experiences, it was also uh, online last year. We had a very good feedback in terms of how people were like able to join us from everywhere in the world and everywhere in, in, in Turkey. We have quite a big follower group. I mean, um, people that are looking forward to be part of Istanbul Pride Week. So I think it's also good to continue to, to do certain events in online. Even one day we, we don't have to do all these health measurement things. I'm not sure about whether we will get our rights today or one year from now or 10 years from now, but I'm sure we will get them because I assure you that LGBT plus movement and feminist movement in Turkey is the most politicized and organized groups in the country right now. Like not even the, the left groups or ecology groups, I think like from the bottom of my heart that LGBTI plus and feminist groups are the most organized and powerful and politicized groups in Turkey at the moment. I mean, every time we get banned from something, every time there is this, like a politician talks about LGBTI plus people or women in a, you know, harmful way, uh, I think we get even more angry and even more organized. And um, yes, sometimes we tend to Uh, burnout. But I think also the young people in our generation is very out loud and ready to change things. I saw uh, pride marches uh, being held in Taksim, Istiklal Street, almost 100,000 people being themselves as much as they can be and being happy and loving each other uh, being themselves I, I don't know it was so beautiful and it was so uh, politicized as well i remember the first time the pride march was attacked in 2015 and i i also remember crying a lot that saying this is the only day this is my only day why would you take away from me there are people there are now activists that uh, haven't seen those Colorful and powerful days. It's like a, you know a mythical days that we used to remember and like tell to people that how beautiful it was. And so um, I don't think we will give up in any <laughs> any time because uh, the will to earn our rights and our place in uh, politics, economy, in education, in every way life everyday life I don't think it will back up uh, anytime soon
0: This was the last episode of Euromed Standing Watch Season 1 Thanks for having following us You can listen again our episodes on your favorite podcast app or on our website www.euromedwives.org See you very soon